Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. It's just gone 8 o'clock. A very good evening to you. Thank you so much to Dr. Cindy. She'll be back on your radio at 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. Welcome to My Money and Me. Coming up on the show tonight, we're looking at balloon payments. They can be helpful, but do you know how they work? Because if you don't, it can become a big problem. Also on the show tonight, our businesswoman on the move is Catherine Winberg, a serial entrepreneur that's not only doing it for herself, but is helping others to do it too. And the famous and much-loved Connie Chume of local and international TV and film fame, most recently of Black Panther fame, shares her money lessons with us a little bit later on in the show. Remember to call in if you need any assistance or want to know more about balloon payments. I'll be talking to West Bank. The number is 086-00-00959. This is My Money and Me. Welcome to it. 95.9. Right, let's get into it. And we start with balloon payments. Now, according to Ghanaum CB, CEO of West Bank Motor Division, factoring a balloon payment into the finance agreement of your next car purchase may come with some appealing benefits. But make sure that these benefits are understood clearly and used wisely. A very good evening to you, Ghana. Thank you so much for your time this evening. Good evening to you, Sumitra, and to your listeners. And thank you for having me on your show. So, Gona, I mean, this is really important, and I've been talking about this, the fact that understanding how a balloon payment or a residual works is critical before you actually take it on. Mm. Tell me why. Maybe let's just start with what exactly is a balloon payment. Yeah, um, I, mean, I think it's quite an important question, Sumitra, because I think it, uh, you know, it assumes that a lot of people understand it. But quite mm-hmm. simplistically, a balloon payment is a deferral, effectively meaning that you take a certain percentage of the loan value to the end of the term. And so in essence, within the contractual period, all that you will be paying within your installments is just the interest um, for that portion um, upfront, however, you would not be paying that actual deferred amount. Quite simplistically, I'm trying to not make it technical as well. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's quite a simple splitting of your liability or your debt obligations um, to the end of the term. Okay. Um, so when I ex- yeah. when you know if I have to explain this to somebody, it's really you know it gives you it gives you an opportunity to pay smaller amounts upfront. Yes, but. Yeah. If you say, for instance, you've got, if you take balloon payments, say the, the say you take a car loan, right? Um, and you can yeah. correct me anywhere, but if you take a car loan over five years, um, for the first four years, you would be paying smaller amounts. And then the balloon right at the end, um, you would probably pay a big lump sum. So say, for example, what's left is 100000 and that, that's got to be paid in one go. That's it. So, I, you know, I always say, you know, you always have to get finance to such a degree that you can explain it to your grandmother. Mm-hmm. And and so I always avoid the hundred thousands. I always use simple numbers, a hundred rand. Okay. So so if, if you buy a vehicle and the vehicle costs you a hundred rand, exactly to your point, um, and your installment is, is one rand for, for um, call it for five years, for, um, for the five-year period, um, you would be paying the kind of the installment at one rand, and then that last month of the contractual period, 
if your balloon amount was 25 rand of the 100, you would then be expected to either settle the 25 rand or you have the option to refinance the 25 rand. And so therefore taking a new contract. Okay. And that that new contract can be for how long? That new contract can go up to 48 months. Okay. And so... Importantly, though, however, I'm glad you asked that question. Importantly, however, is that we would need to then carry out an affordability assessment as instructed by the NCA. And so, you know, uh, the, the, the risk you may run as a consumer if anything fundamental changes in, in the profile of your, your financials, be it your balance sheet or your income statement, you could get to a risk where you don't qualify for finance and mm-hmm. so therefore have to settle a lump sum. And we see this quite a bit with some of our customers, especially through these distressed, um, you know, times that we're all going through. Afropolitans, sorry about that. Afropolitans, I'm talking to Ghana MCB. He's the CEO of West Bank Motor Division. And we're talking about balloon payments. If you have one or if you've had one, if you want to know a little bit more about it, give us a call. Ghana is able to answer your questions. The number is 086-00-00959. Ghana, sorry to cut you off there. Um, Just, I mean, if you're talking about another 48 months, you could have somebody that's sitting with a car loan that's stretching over eight years, eight, probably 10. I mean, it depends on when that balloon payment is due, if it's due in in the fifth year. Um or, you know, at the end of the fifth year, like towards the end, you could be sitting with this. And if you do get refinanced, you could be sitting with this loan for 10 years, paying off a car. hundred percent right, Asimitra. And I think that's really why, from a West Bank perspective, we've really been trying to drive as much as we possibly can the, the knowledge campaign for people to truly understand exactly the implications of the balloon. Because exactly to your point, uh, you could end up in a scenario where you're sitting with a vehicle not of, uh, you know, 90 months, uh, as it were. And I think, as we all know, as South Africans, we all like um, or love new, you know, the smell of new leather and mm-hmm. driving a new car every three years. And, and that's also another problem. And so, you know, to try and put this into context, what we're experiencing um, from, from our perspective um, is that we're seeing customers utilizing, in some instances, a balloon as a tool to induce affordability, yeah. which is what a balloon is definitely not what it's supposed to do. And so, therefore, it doesn't uh, 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 mean that customers should utilize balloons to get into vehicles that they actually don't afford. Okay. And so what we always say to our customers is, mm-hmm. even though the, 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 the balloon defers a certain percentage, make sure that you, know, you don't get yourself into a tricky scenario where you now move into a vehicle where you actually don't afford it, but you do when you actually calculate a balloon because you're now playing into quite risky territory. Affordability is a huge issue in South Africa. Yeah. Right. Um, And this is why these uh, balloon payments uh, become attractive only because it presents an opportunity for an individual person trying to buy a car. It creates that kind of affordability for them to buy it. Right. There's an opportunity here where you can use this method in order to buy the car. I have to be honest. I don't know anyone that had a balloon payment 
that has had a good experience. And that was largely out of all those people. It was largely because they didn't quite understand how it worked. So take me through the benefits that can actually come out of having a balloon payment. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think you know, your point is actually quite accurate in terms of most people end up with adverse experiences by virtue of not understanding. You know, some people assume um, that that deferred amount disappears at some stage, and so therefore you never have to worry about it, or they want to trade out of their vehicle sooner, and so therefore not necessarily considering that um, liability within their break-even calculation. And so quite simplistically, um, you know, if one has to kind of look at some of the intentions of a balloon payment, it's it's actually intended to create some short-term cash flow benefit Mm. for customers. And so if you actually use it correctly, and and I'll I'll give you a typical example that in our book from a West Bank perspective, um, you know, we've got about 10% of our total population that has ballooned as self-employed. And so if you purchase a vehicle utilizing a balloon um, and you utilize the percentage, the actual balloon percentage as a reinvestment into your business, and so therefore the return on that investment surpasses the actual liability cost. There is a typical example where you actually would have used the actual cash flow relief positively. But there are some instances where individuals would qualify, I'm not going to mention brands, but for X brand, because we are a highly materialistic society. And so what we then do is, we, you know, we kind of look next door and you see what the Joneses are doing or the Keezers are doing, and you want to keep up with that. And so you get yourself into a scenario where people actually end up buying vehicles that are way outside of their affordability. Mm-hmm. Not only from an acquisition perspective, but even from an ownership point of view. And so I always say to people, distinguish quite early whether you can afford to buy a car plus own it or just afford to buy it. Because there's a fundamental difference between just affording to purchase a vehicle, because I mean, that's just kind of the lay down. But then there's the, there's the actual the ownership cost. And so what we always are trying to, to drive from a Western perspective is really illuminating this concept um, of money management um, you know, through uh, the partnerships with F&B to say, understand the best way to be able to manage your money. Make sure that you strengthen, because each and every one of us has got a balance sheet, which is effectively your assets and your liabilities. Make sure that you don't load your, your balance sheet with, uh, with terminal liabilities and make sure that you don't necessarily utilize your your economic muscle in things that in the long term don't kind of you know give you that upside and so customers that may potential and i'll give you another example that may potentially have um, an investment opportunity and let's assume that you know investment opportunity gives you prime plus one whatever prime may be at the time and you either then qualify for finance at a cost of either prime or prime less, then even in that instance, you know, you can appreciate that um, the return from a from a uh, 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 um, investment perspective would far surpass your cost of funding, you know, so it's prime plus one versus prime minus. And if you use that differential through savings, you could be in a position where you're able to take that variance to settle the balloon amount and not refinance it because you've been saving it in, in, in essence because you've kind of made that money back and you've got a surplus. 
But, you know, we, we're noticing that more and more individuals aren't using it correctly. And that is mm-hmm. why it's such a big concern for us to actually sensitize our consumers out there to say, listen, guys, it may look sexy at the point in time. It may look attractive to you at a point in time. But if you don't calculate it correctly, it will potentially trip you down the line. So one of the tools as well that I think we've also created from a West Bank perspective through the West Bank app, which consumers can access that have got West Bank finance, um, or those that have got an F&B account can go through what we call NAV, which is Navigate Your Life, under the motto, um, what we call the, 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 what are the, the windows, as it were. Um, you can actually start to see on your account how your accounting balance or the outstanding accounting balance is tracking against the um, average retail value of, an, of, of a car, uh, similar to yours, based on what we call M&M in the industry, which is medium mm-hmm. McGrather, which is pretty much what we use to track retail values. And so that gives consumers a very good sense um, of, you know, what is your car trading for? Um, how much do you still owe? Can you realistically, um, not, not whether you want to or not, can you realistically afford to actually you know, get out of that vehicle at that point in time. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, you know, we give people all of these tools, like you're saying, you know, you make all of this available on your website as part of the banking suite that you offer. um, And all of this information is available. Um, At the end of the day, people are still taking up these opportunities and they don't thoroughly understand what they're getting into. People often just look for the opportunity. If they need a vehicle, then they look for every opportunity that they can take in order to get that because finance is so difficult. So, I mean, I'm trying to understand from a West Bank point of view, how much of this is discussed with a person that comes through to buy that? Are people told you are not in a position this is not for you. You cannot get this product. Is there any qualification um, that one needs to get in order to qualify for a balloon payment? Yeah. So, I mean, Sumitra, you, you know, you, you're 100% right. I mean, there is there is definitely a lot of information out there, and I think there's a lot of campaigns that we continue to draft. Um, and, you know, uh, to your question, to be exact, yes, there are risk parameters. Not all customers qualify for balloons. The discussions are actually quite in-depth at the point of signing the contract with the, the FNI, which is the mm-hmm. finance and insurance managers at a dealership level, if that is where you do choose to sign your contract. So there's a lot that gets into it. But again, as you rightfully said, at the point of signing the contract, the excitement um, and there's just access into this new car. People kind of hear only, when am I driving out? But it works so both ways, car. Ghana. It works both ways. I mean, if you just look at the last year, right? Um, yeah. You know, for most of the year, we were in lockdown. Yes, a little bit yeah. has opened up. But car dealerships are also in a hurry to push vehicles. At the end of the day, they have jobs. They are salespeople. They need to push vehicles. So it works both ways. As much as a customer yeah. comes through and says, I'm so excited, you know, I'm not willing to read all the T's and C's, but I just want this vehicle. Dealerships are also, and I'm, yes, I'm generalizing, but I'm not also pinpointing anybody, right? But the point is that it happens on that end too, that they are pushing vehicles and wanting because they need to make a sale. So it happens on both sides where, you know, 
maybe on one side, you know, people are keeping that information or not properly, um, you know, analyzing the situation and not giving giving the customer the, you yeah. know, the, the hard line and saying, no, sorry, you know, you just, you're not in a position, you don't understand how this balloon payment works. We cannot give you this vehicle. Instead, you know, if the person is signing on the dotted line, they're giving it to them. <coughs> Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think, you know, so, so right there is exactly the, the importance of such platforms where we actually are able to democratize this information and so that you don't rely necessarily at channel level for the decisions to be made. Mm. However, what one has to understand as well is that, as you said, it works both ways. I know my financial position better than anybody else, better than what I may produce. Um, and so, you know, yes, you may talk about the, the dealerships that are actually, you know, selling vehicles, etc. But, you know, this is one of those products where we actually find that customers submit balance sheet income statements and by themselves commit to vehicles that actually they are pretty much at mm. threshold. And so at a point in time, the customer affords the car, make no mistake. Yeah. But you have a swing either in petrol price, you have a swing in electricity price, you have a swing in interest rates, and then all of a sudden things change fundamentally. Yeah. So, so I think it's it's a, and, that's, and that's why I say it's about making sure that over the life of that contract, you've got enough headroom from an affordability perspective, not only to purchase the vehicle, but to afford to own the vehicle. Mm. Yeah, and so when we make these long-term decisions, even in, in, in most products, we think about it to say, well, can I afford to pay for it now? And you say yes, and you say, well, because we are such an installment-led society. You know, yeah. you kind of calculate the installment, irrespective of the interest rate, maybe. And you know, I mean, I you know, I grew up with a parent that used to take HP at the time in terms of financing furniture. And in hindsight, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. if I now look at what she had spent in purchasing a fridge and from from some of the you know the furniture stores, she was she was effectively taken advantage of at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that is why we appreciate the platform that you provide for us as financiers to effectively it, be able to have these discussions, yeah. frankly. It is a you sad know, to engage. It is a sad reality that we are still working through. Mm. It's the socioeconomics of this country. Mm. And rightly mm. so, everything is based on installments, on laybys. This is how yeah. people make it affordable. But now that I mean we've moved along, people need to understand because I mean, if you look at a balloon payment as well. Even if you want, if you're not refinancing right after that five years, if you don't have the money to pay the balloon payment, there's an option of refinancing. Then there's also yeah. the option of selling the vehicle. But if you bought the car five years ago and now because you can't pay the balloon, you know, the, the lump sum that's due at the end of, of this finance period, this is the balloon payment that you need to pay. You would need to sell the vehicle. If you sell the vehicle after five years, it's depreciated. It depreciates every year. You're not also going to get what you've been paying for all this time. So you run at a shortfall. No, so maybe let me let me maybe correct that assertion mm. a little bit. Um, so, so, so when we set the levels of balloons, we consider what we call a residual value of a vehicle at a future date. Yeah. Okay. So we look at the asset type. We look at the the uh, the performance of a similar asset. We look, we look at a number of things at an industry level. Okay. So we then get to a point where we determine the residual value. And then we would have a ceiling in terms of what it is that we would provide as a balloon amount. Okay. So you can't just walk in and say, I want 80% balloon. 
Okay, it doesn't work like that mm. because what we do know is even considering your five-year payment profile, you would still not have reached break even at that point in time. And so that's almost a disastrous scenario. Yeah. And so we would curb that at a certain level. So there would be a percentage curb based on um, those variables that I speak about, which is pretty much there's an algorithm towards that. And, and effectively, if you retain your vehicle, if you retain your vehicle for full term, yeah. right, then you are highly likely to have completely bridged the actual break even and be on the positive. Because just by looking at the amortization curve, you would have paid a significant portion of your actual capital. And so all that you would be left with is the balloon amount. The balloon amount should be more than more or equals to the retail value of the asset on the day. More often than not, it would be higher than retail value. But it is a risk. It is a risk because you need to understand where that vehicle lies at that very point, what it's worth. No, but the issue here, Sumitra, is effectively, so it, 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 it's a science. I can tell you that it's a science in terms of looking at the armored okay. curve. Mm. The issue is trying to get out of the balloon in year two or year three, right? Because effectively, through the armored curve, you have not paid enough to break even mm. on that deal. And so if you take the outstanding amount, which you have not touched from a capital perspective, plus the outstanding balloon, then all of a sudden, your actual um, uh, accounting balance legs the retail value of the asset. Okay. So there is a timing issue here. All right. In, so, Ghana, I've run out of time, uh, but very last question. If you get yes. to that point where that balloon payment is now due, right? Let's, let's use a smaller example, say 50,000. I do not have the 50,000. What are my options? Very quickly, we've run out of time. Yeah, as I said, so your options is you either refinance that if you don't have the lump sum amount mm-hmm. or you get in touch with your financier where you effectively have to resell, effectively sell out the car and then get the settlement in. Okay. Because it's actually it's actually a contractual obligation to say for the last month, I must pay the 50000 mm. rand in a lump sum. It's, it's, it's not an ideal situation to be in. So it's so important to understand. Yeah. Um, how these balloon payments work. Ghana, thank you so much for your time this evening. It was great chatting. Thanks for those insights. Afropolitans, we're going to leave it there with Ghana, but it's so important for you to understand how balloon payments work, how residuals work, understand what you in for after those few years. So yes, it may be a bit of relief in the few years, in the three or four years, but if you come to year five and there's a big amount outstanding, you need to pay that up. I mean, those are the two options that you have, either refinance and sit with another loan for another few years, or you need to find somebody to give you that money in order to pay it off. Coming up next, we're talking to Catherine Winberg, entrepreneur. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.